right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, everybody. I'm trying to. Oh, this could be hard for me. I am not a morning person. I got to figure out a different time. But uh, being obedient. Uh, day number two, episode number two, sales two cents. Here we go. Uh, I got some notes. Uh, I tightened it down a little bit. Uh, today I'm going to talk, give my two cents on generational curses. Um, and let me tell everybody this. Um, I had a rule when um, I used to do sermons that I I would do sermons that <laughs> that would pertain to me personally. It's things that I dealt with personally. I would always um, try to. Uh, make it a personal thing so that way people won't think uh, um, I'm going at them or, the, or it's about them. And it worked. Sometimes it didn't work. Some people still come after a sermon. I would preach like, oh, you were talking about me, weren't you? And blah, 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 blah. No, I'm not. If you think I'm talking about you, that means that you needed to hear it. And God used me to speak to you so you can hear it. Um, so generational curses, here's the thing. Um, um, I hit it on before a little bit yesterday in my introduction. Um, I had to do some, some soul searching and, um, I forgot to bring, I got it. Uh, uh no, not, I don't need it. I'll just talk about it. So, um, here's the thing. Here's, let me tell you the story. So, um, uh, a few years back, um, I had, um, breakfast with a good friend, Dean Purcelli. And, uh, I was telling him, like, my struggle is, and, um, at the time was trying to figure out was ministry for me because here's the deal. I grew up seeing my grandfather as a reverend in the Baptist church. My dad was an elder at the church I grew up in. My uncle, I believe, um, I'm not sure if he was an elder or being, I knew he was a, he was, he was part of leadership as a deacon or elder. I'm not sure the exact title. Um, but, uh, the men in my family on my dad's side were all heavily involved. The ones that Kept, that was kept close to me, and I'll get to to that even more in depth. Um, so the men that were I was surrounded around growing up in, on in my family were all men and leaders of the church, and and so I thought for a long time that's that's what I, well that's what I wanted to do. Every 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 guy every male looks up to. That father figure, if they didn't have a father, it was an uncle or somebody, it was some man role model that they wanted to be like. Uh, I grew up in the, I grew up in the hood, so there was a lot of dudes who like, man, my, my dad, my uncle, my, my, you know, it was a generational thing where they game bang, so that's the only thing they did. So that's what I knew. That's what I saw, um, was that. And so I had to figure out, and during that conversation, he was like, "Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe you weren't, you weren't, um, maybe you're not supposed to do ministry. Maybe that's not what you're supposed to do. You got to figure that out." 
And um, here's the thing about generational curses. Um, on my dad's side of the family, it was me, my sister, and uh, I think about three or four other cousins were were the babies of the cousins. So um, if I ask well, my older cousins and my older sister, they can tell me stories of when or before my uncles and my aunts and my mom and my dad were were uh, were serious uh, about their faith and about their relationship with God. Um, me growing up, I never seen um, I never seen my uncles and my aunts and my mom and my dad partying and drinking and having a good time. I never saw that. I grew up during the time where we was going to church every Sunday. We was going to Bible study um, on Wednesday nights. Um, there was a church event. We was there. Um, I grew up in the Bible Belt, and um, and I didn't. And I remember uh, a few years back, um, one of the cousins that is part of that baby group, that that baby, the baby cousins group. Uh, came out here to Denver and, and we met at a bar and we was just talking one night at the bar and, and she was like, you know, she was like, cause, you know, sometimes I just, I just get, I just get mad and I just want to hurt somebody. I just want to kill somebody. I just go, where's that coming from? You know, <laughs> and, and it was, it was part of that generational curse. It was part of that, um, my mom and my dad's side of the family were crazy. I mean, they, I mean, the stories and, um, the youngest of the, of the baby cousins, uh, I remember we did, um, we, um, had a little bit of a, a family reunion. Uh, everybody met out here in, um, Denver a couple of years, about a couple of summers ago now. And my aunt was, um, telling stories about my grandfather and my cousin. She didn't ever heard about those stories before, so she was shocked. But, yeah, um, I dealt with, I always dealt with those demons. I always dealt with the, the, the issues of anger, the issues of, of wanting to hurt somebody all the time, wondering where that come from. Because I wasn't, that's not what I was presented. That's not how I was raised. That's not how... Um, that's not the kind of heart God gave me. And I'm thinking being that I grew up in Gary, yeah, that's, that's normal. Um, that's, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, do or die, it's survival. Who's, who's tougher? Who's this? Who's that? And, um, so sometimes you gotta dig and search your family history to make sure, um, to know what's going on. Uh, for me, it was just simple. It was just the things of anger and, and violence and wanting to fight all the time and angry all the time. I was an angry kid. Um, to the point where my dad, um, nicknamed me Mad Dog <laughs> when I was younger. I outgrew it. Once I got in high school and, uh, became more mature and, and, uh, and, and, and got a stronger relationship with God, uh, that calmed down. Um, I'm still that, that hothead, but it, I'm just more controlled and quiet about it. 
Um, I claim that I still am. A lot of people think that I'm not, but what you you say or you you trigger some of them things that that dude will come out. But um, yeah, I part of my demons and part of my struggles and my generational curses were those things. Were the were the virus? Were the anger? Um, I didn't know my grandparents were as as as, as uh the the way they were because I grew up seeing like again my my by the time I was a kid my granddad was was a pastor and um I have I meant to go grab it um but I don't know where I think I am gonna go grab it real quick. Um I have a Bible that uh that I just have with uh the obituary my granddad's obituary in it. And I keep it in there so I can make sure, cause it's a, it's one of those Bibles that I used to study with. And, um, so I tuck it somewhere and hide it. So, cause it has that obituary in it. And the obituary explained, gave a short, um, thing about my granddad and, um, and how he became a Christian later on in life and he became a reverend later on in life. So my dad and his sisters and his brothers, um, I didn't know they didn't grow up in a in a in a Christian house like I did. Far as far as what I from from what I got from digging and uh my aunts that um that are on Facebook uh, can correct me and my uncles can correct me if I'm wrong from what I know from digging from what they told me. It wasn't always a Christian household. And um, so, and being, I, I find out a lot of this stuff because um, here's the thing, how God starts working once you start, and I'm going to give you six things that you need to do to uh, break those generational curses. Uh, but before I do that, um, I'm going to keep sharing the story. Here's the story. Here's the thing. Um, I come from both sides of my family. My mom and my dad's side of the family are some of the hardest working people I ever met in my life. Crazy hard working people. So what my aunt used to do, uh, we didn't stay too far away from my aunt Dottie. And I remember when I got, uh, I remember early as, as 10 years old, my aunt Dottie would call or or come pick me up, and then the and in the fall I'll have to rake the leaves at her house on top of doing the yard work and the things. What's up, cuz? <laughs> um, on top of doing the things that um, that I had to do at home, and and so yeah, she would pick me up, and sometimes I would walk over there. And during the winter time, in the during the winter time, I would have to shove the walk. During the fall time, I had to come over and rake the leaves. During the summer, I had I would come over and and um, cut the grass. My her, and my uncle Willie would um, have me doing things, and sometimes she would drive her car over and make me wash her car. Now she would pay me, but the the the, the lesson wasn't in the money. The lesson was, um, and I didn't realize it until I got older. I just took it because that was my family. 
you know, I was taught to do things for your family without wanting money or anything like that. And I'm still like that. Till this day, anybody in my family call me and say they need something, you know, I'm there. And that's real. But uh so um and I would she would do things like that and that's other my other family members, my uncles and aunts, all of them would do that. But I remember her specifically because we were so close and it was, and her and my uncle Willie, I couldn't have, excuse my language, I couldn't have ass do anything. You know, if I cut the grass, I had to cut it right and I had to cut it a certain way. And I couldn't miss this and I couldn't miss that. Same thing with the, with, with shoveling snow and raking leaves. I remember one time I didn't tell my aunt I was sick. And I was, I was out there raking leaves and I was passing out. She was like, what's wrong with, you know, she didn't know I was sick, but she was like, come on, you gotta, no, you can't. She thought I was just being lazy. She was like, don't, you gotta keep pushing. You gotta keep doing it. And those things, what they were doing was my uncles and my aunts. I didn't realize that what they were doing was they were preparing me to be better. They were preparing me to, to be a better man, to be a better person. They was preparing me to break off that generational curse because they knew that they didn't want that for us. And like I said, I got older cousins that uh, didn't see that. So uh, I love and respect, man, it's cold here. I love and respect my uncles and my aunts like crazy for that because they made me who I am. They kept, it kept me, them doing that kept me out of the streets. It kept me out of trouble. Um, cause I was a church. So, so when I was, so my life consumed of family and church. That was it. Growing up, that was it. Until I started playing sports, it was church and family, and then church and family and sports. That's what it was. And, and I spent a lot of time because, um, you guys help me out the the terminology of it. Uh, I'm not good on terminologies and labels and stuff like that. But before my son was born, I was the last one, the last male, the last Sanders to carry on, um, to carry on the name. So on on top of that, um, breaking that generational curse. On top of that, they had to make sure, like, hey, we have to make sure cell is right. So he can continue to pass on the name. So I spent, before my granddad passed, I spent a lot of time with him. Found out that my oldest cousin spent a lot of time with him as well. Uh, and, and what they were, what they were doing, like I said, they were protecting me. God used them to protect me to break that generational curse. And, and, and it's crazy because and what I hate in, uh, in doing ministry and, 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 and meeting new people and doing, no matter what race you are, there are people out there that, and, it, and it makes me mad. It makes me angry. There are people out there that use these generational curses as an excuse not to serve, as an excuse not to, not just to serve, but just to be, just to be something special in their life. Um, God has given me the gift to where I can see a person I, I don't even know and hell. He'll whisper in my ears like, hey, man, I want to use that person. And how, how can I use you to let me, to tell me, tell that person that, hey, I want to, that they're, that they're called. And, 
and um, a lot of <laughs> my 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 brothers, my friends that know me. Uh, what's up, Sam? I see you. Um, a lot of my friends and family back home that knows me, knows that, uh, and, 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 and some of my friends, it irritates the crap out of them because I can always find the good out of a bad situation. And I remember having that conversation with one of my brothers. She's like, man, so why you always got to find the good about something? Why you always got to find the good about something? Blah, 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 blah. That's, that's the gift that God's giving me. You could be, you could be the filthiest, most sinful person in the world. And I can see what God has for you. And that's why God's telling me I can't be quiet no more. I can't sit down anymore. He's like, dude, you, I've given you this gift. And it irritates me. I have friends and family. Like, I can't. And people I grew up with, like, man, I, I can't do this. I can't do that because this is how it was. I've had people say, man, my, my dad was my dad was a womanizer. My dad was a womanizer. He was a cheater. He was a cheater. I'm going to always be a cheater. I, I ain't going to amount to that. I hear people say, you know, uh, the, the biggest thing I hear, and that's why I love my oldest, my oldest daughter so much, and I respect her so much because she didn't let not having her biological dad in her life affect her and stop her from being the person that she needs to be. And I hate that excuse when people use, well, my, well, I was abused. Uh, my parents neglected me. My parents left me. I was raised by other people. So I can't do this. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not worthy. None of us are worthy. <laughs> Woo! None of us are worthy. None of us are worthy. Uh, so we have to, we have to get in our mindset that that we are worthy because God says that we are worthy. God, God doesn't look at that. God looks at, um, God doesn't care who you are. He's going to use you regardless. God has used so many people in my life that wasn't a Christian to point me in the right direction and they didn't realize they was even pointing me in the right direction. There's more unsaved people that put that, that God used to, to say something to me that wasn't Christians that helped me in ministry to help me uh, move along in life. Uh, I'm going, wow, I went over the 15 minutes. That's cool. That's good. That means I'm comfortable. That means we're on the right track. So six things. Um, what I'll, is to break these generational curses. Uh, the first thing is you got to fully surrender. You got to fully submit to God. You got to just wake up one day. It's like, I'm tired. I know I'm, I've been a Christian. I've been a man of faith all my life. And there's been times in my life where I'm, I was like, I'm tired. I, I throw my hands up. Um, I went through that a couple of times. I just recently went through that where I'm tired. You got to fully surrender and submit to God. Uh, number two is confess those sins of that, that parent, that person in your family that probably abused you, that person that did you wrong in your family that abused you. Confess that sin to God. Confess that. Leave it to God. Leave it alone. And then be willing to forgive that person for their sins or whatever they did to you and move on. And <laughs> I forgot which Tyler Perry movie it is when Madeira went off. Uh, I forgot which one it is. It's so hilarious, but it's, it's sunny time. It's so true. She went off on this chick. Uh, Madeira goes to jail. It was the scene in there. She went off on this chick. That was making up all, doing the exact same thing, making up all these excuses. And when my dad did this and my dad did that, and the deer just snapped off on her. I gotta find that clip. That's hilarious, but it's true. And she just snapped off and was like, man, 
the thing is, you got to do what you got to do. You got to get over that and move and push through and continue on life. Uh, or you're going to be miserable. Uh, that person that did that thing to you, um, nine times out of ten, uh, God is working on their heart. God, they're, they're feeling guilty. They're going through some stuff. But nine times out of ten, they ain't thinking about you. They trying to, they're too busy dealing with what they, what they created. They too busy dealing with their dirt. They ain't got time for you. They ain't thinking about you. Um, the thing is, and, and a lot of people will say that, and a lot of Christians tell you forgiveness is not for the person you're forgiven. It's for you, for you to move on. There's people that I've forgiven that, and I moved on. And, you know, for me, once you get it, once you get into my life and I let you in that circle, even though if you've done me wrong and I separate and I space myself from you, I still love you to death. I mean, I never stop loving people, but, uh, you got to break that. You gotta, you gotta forgive that person that did you wrong and move on. And then you gotta break away any, any ungodly ties, soul ties you have to that person that did you wrong. You gotta break that too. You gotta get rid of it. You gotta get that monkey off your back. Um, you gotta do that. Number five is, and you gotta break that, that line, that demon possession. It's easy. You know how many times I've asked God to remove a demon from me to remove uh, a t- some toxics from me, that a toxic person from me, and that person could have been. That person was. Most of the people are close. I tell my son this all the time. I was like, you know, you're getting older, you're becoming an adult. You're gonna do things in life that your family, as long as you're doing positive, you're gonna be supported. But there's gonna be people in your circle. There's gonna be people in your family who's gonna hate on you just because you chose to do the right thing. And you got to break those demons, and it's easy. You just got to ask God. You just got to say, tell, I mean, you just got to be bold and tell, and ask God to remove that stuff. God would remove it. I've seen it work. I've seen it work in my life. I've seen it work in other people's life. Um, and you got to, and the last, you got to verbally command those demons to leave you in the name of Jesus. You got to, you got to really, you know, get down and dirty. It's like, you need to go. You need to get out of here. No, I'm not taking this. You got to go. Because as long as sickness, let me, t- man, <laughs> that's a sickness, sickness, cancer, all that stuff is not of God. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pastors ain't going to say that. A lot of Christian folks ain't going to, that's not of God. It's not of God. God is not about sickness. That's all results of sin. That's all results of wrongdoing, sickness, diabetes, and stuff like that. I remember the doctor told me a couple of months ago, like, oh, your family history, are you pre-diabetic? Uh, there's no signs of cancer. I have, my family has uh, issues with cancer. Those are all generational, demon-possessed curses, y'all. You can break those. That's not of God. Uh to go even further, you break these things, you, woo! <laughs> to go even further, to go even deeper, because it's like, once you get this, it's like, well, I'm set up to fail if I don't confess and if I don't break these demons. Yes, you are set up to fail, because check this out. We're still under the law, we're still under the sin, I should say, of Adam. 
<laughs> we are still under, we still, that's deep. So on top of your generational, your little, your little small family generational curses, you got the, you still under the sin of Adam. We're still under Adam's sin. I didn't say Eve, I said Adam, and I'm gonna get to that one day, and I'm gonna make a lot of men mad when, when I put my two cents on, on the sin of Adam. We're still, we're still under Adam's sin. And if that's not enough for you to realize that either way it goes, if you don't, if you don't break that curse, if you don't break that demon, you set up to fail. The only way, the only person that can, that can bail you out from that is God. The only way you can get out of that is submitting to God. There's no other way out. There's no other way out. Matter of fact, there's scientific proof that, that these things I'm saying is, is real. Um, scientists will tell you that, that you can heal yourself. There's scientists that can tell you that, that will back up self-healing that would back up God's healing. Uh, and their scientists starting to come out there. That's another thing too. Um, there, there's, there's so much stuff coming out now. There's even scientists and people, uh, that have, have measured and found out that there is an actual thing as heaven. Um, that's a whole other deep topic in itself, but, this video break your curses break your generational curses so God can use you break your general curses so you can be a better person um, you think of um, all these people that, that that had an impact on society and life some of them wasn't even really a lot some of them wasn't even Christians example I've I've known um, and, and know people that are, are multi-millionaires. And some of the multi-millionaires is, was like one day woke up and said, I'm better than this. And that was just them saying it to themselves. That they were not believers. They were not, but they believed in themselves. Just imagine if you, if you submit to God and, man, <laughs> I'm about to wrap this up, but just imagine if you submit to God and all the power that God has and all that he can do for you. And there's people out there that are multimillionaires that, 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 that put in their own mind that they're going to be successful. They're going to do something. Just imagine what God can do for you. Just if you submit to him and I, and I started and I got a little bit into preaching, but that's good. And I went a little bit over time, but that's good. But, but that's my two cents on generational. Uh, curses, um, and break them curses, y'all. I mean, I'm tired of seeing myself and other people under generational curses where there was, there was abuse in the family, be it verbal, be it physical, or, or there was, you know, just all kinds of demon things to stop people from doing what they need to do. Um, so that's it. So that's if, that's it, man. Um, Let's let's start breaking these generational curses, y'all, and start um, being better people, uh, being a better you. And that's what a lot of people that are close to me and in my circle will tell you. That's I'll tell them all the time, like you're better than that. Or they'll tell me, 
you know, I'm not going to let you be anything less than what God has called you to be. So, uh, thank you, um, for, for listening, um, or should I say watching, <laughs> um, I'm signing off. Um, you guys have a blessed Thursday and, uh, I'll see you again tomorrow morning.